Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, May 24th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, a little under the weather today, hoping to be back with us for the live betcast tonight of Game 4 uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Carolina Hurricanes and Florida Panthers. And yes, shockingly, uh, maybe we shouldn't be shocked anymore, but the Florida Panthers looking to sweep the series tonight uh, in Game 4, and we will be on the air for it with our live Stanley Cup playoffs betcast at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you want to join us on the BetCast, again, it's a lot of fun. It's live betting, commentary. Uh, we watch the games. We play some live bets. We have our drinks. It's a bar and a pub atmosphere. It's a lot of fun, laid back, uh, and a lot of uh, enjoyment uh, just hanging out, watching the game. You can join us. You can email me at bobano350 at gmail.com or on Twitter at bobano at send a DM, and we will get you the link for the BetCast, and you can join us tonight as we see if Carolina can avoid the sweep in game four tonight. Uh, we got another great guest joining us here uh, on the program, pro hockey player over in Finland for the last uh, several years. And now with us today uh, on the Ice Guys show for the uh, first time, uh, Kai Cantola uh, with us here on the show. Kai, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. Uh, how's life treating you overseas in the beautiful country of Finland? Yeah, well, it looks beautiful right now, I got to say, because it's, you know, blue skies and about 23, 24 degrees Celsius. But, man, I can turn on you in a dime. I think tomorrow in the morning it's four degrees and it's pretty chilly. So uh, it's all it's all in your perspective of what's beautiful, I guess. But um, good to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. And I know you're in Tampere. Finland uh, overseas there and of course that is one of the host sites for the World Hockey Championship they are co-hosting with Riga uh, in Latvia uh, and uh, th that of course is the site where uh, two of the quarterfinals will take place uh, tomorrow and I believe the gold medal game is going to be in Finland as well uh, over yep. the uh, weekend so the the, the said the crux of the tournament the climax of it if you will semifinals the bronze medal and gold medal game that are going to be taking place uh, in Finland so um, how is life treating you over there uh, of course you played pro over there for many years but uh, how's that been going for you and the experience of playing pro hockey in uh, Finland uh you know it's it's been good it's quite a life uh, you know I came here on a tryout after college um, to Ilves, actually, uh, one of the host host teams here, here that are hosting Ilves and Tapara. But um, yeah, it's been it's been great. The hockey's changed a lot since 2010. Uh, we had a lot more bigger sheets of ice. Uh, the hockey was way more physical, um, but not as quick. Uh, game is changing, like everything in this world. <laughs> it's quite dynamic, um, but uh, as far as rinks and fans and everything in that. That way, uh, Finland's come a long way since 2010 already. So it, it's it's nice playing here. I, I enjoy it. No, it is. And uh, we were just talking before the show started just how incredibly, uh, you know, impressive the Finland hockey development continues to be, uh, developing just great players uh, in that country, goaltenders especially for many, many years. But you're seeing now, you know, upper echelon forwards, defensemen, 
uh, coming out of that country as well. And for a country that's got a third of the population that, you know, many of the other big hockey nations have, I mean, it just continues to impress uh, what we're seeing uh, out of uh, Finnish uh, hockey. What's the uh, experience like with the uh, bigger ice, obviously, that you get uh, over there in uh, Europe? How much uh, How much did you play in North America before moving, making the trek over to Europe? Um, so uh, almost my whole career, uh, I only had um, one season. I think it was 01, 02 when I was over here in juniors, played junior B in Lofty. Uh, but other than that, all my junior years, college, uh, and before that growing up youth hockey, all in, all in North America. So the big ice sheets were really new to me. Um, I think the only, only time I played was in college when we had to play up in, um, Alaska had the big ice sheet and then Fairbanks. And then let's see, cause I played in the CCHA with Bowling Green, um, I'm missing one more. There was one more ice sheet that was big, but the Alaska one was ridiculous. I think it was one of the biggest ice sheets I've ever played on. It was honestly like you could land a plane in here. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that That's a pretty big ice sheet. No doubt when you're talking about yeah. getting planes to be able to fit right in there. So uh, that's, yeah. And of course there's always that adjustment, obviously, especially North American players going to Europe and vice versa, you know, when you make that uh, switch, but, uh, the World Hockey Champion. I'll ask you since the World Hockey Championships are there right now. I get the sense that Finland and these European countries treat the World Hockey Championship tournament like a Stanley Cup. Like it's very important to them, even though there's some people back home here in Canada that say, well, it's not that big of a deal to us because it's not really the A rosters for each of these countries because there's so many of these nations that have. Uh, their best players still playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now in the NHL, so they can't get their best players. It's not best on best, so to speak, uh, because you still got some of the best players in the world playing for their respective NHL teams here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then you've got situations where, you know, your Connor McDavid's get knocked out in the second round, but they're not going to trek over and play for the World Hockey Championship after a long year. And then there's some that have battled injuries throughout the playoffs, and even when they get knocked out, they turn down the invitation to go there and play in the world hockey championship. So for that reason, it's hard for me to view that tournament as like, she's such a huge tournament. I can't miss it. But at the end of the day, it's a competitive tournament. Each nation sends their teams there. They want to win it. But I just get that sense, Kai, that the European nations, they take it really seriously, despite some of those things I mentioned about, it's not exactly best on best for each country. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's almost like kind of an excuse, you know, for them to not win it every year. Uh, I don't know. Canada has so many good players, man. They, they could have three rosters, you know what I, you know what I mean? Um, but I think more or less because they haven't been so successful. It's kind of an excuse. Um, I myself being Canadian. Okay. I lived only till I was seven, but I've always cheered Canada, us and obviously Finland, but um, seeing it over here, yeah, uh, definitely the Europeans take it serious. I mean, every, I mean, Canada has a target on its back and wherever it plays. And, uh, you know, having some inside information here about the Spangler Cup, they do take the Spangler Cup real serious and they don't have an A roster there. So, and that's, I think that's the most viewed game um, in Canada is the Spangler Cup. Uh, my, my buddy Ryan Wilson, when we won it in 2018, I, I didn't even know that stat before. And you could correct me if I'm wrong, but 
he told me that it was the most watched games by or watched game by Canadians um, in one night. It's like averages over five million. Uh, it's yeah. quite a big viewing. That is that's a, that's a that's a big number. Uh, that's definitely a big number. Uh, all right, let's switch to uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, I'll just let you talk a little bit about the, you know what you've seen to this point, uh, how you think it's going. We're into the conference finals: Vegas, Dallas in the West, Carolina, Florida in the East. Three nothing in the series for Florida over Carolina, and now for Vegas over Dallas. And we will get to the recap of last night's game in just a second. And boy, do I have some things to say about that. Uh, but Kai, what do you think of the playoffs as we sit right now? Um, I think they've been a, exciting playoffs. Um, you know, talking about Panthers, you know, they've been, they've been tested, man. And that's what makes them dangerous is because, you know, being tested by Boston, first of all, and then Toronto and being able to whoop on Toronto, like they did. Um, that's a scary team. I knew like, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Toronto, obviously being born there, but like Carolina has always been, you know, close to my heart since I've seen them seen him since 96, you know, in North Carolina. So, um, but Carolina's hasn't been tested the way Panthers have been tested. And, you know, I was not to bash them in any way. They've been playing good, solid hockey, you know, and they bounce back from every loss that they've had in the playoffs. Um, it's just, they're really in a corner right now uh, against a very deadly and confident team. Um, as far as Dallas, I'm not really surprised. I had them going pretty long. Um, I just had, you know, one of my old college buddies, we made our brackets and stuff, but I had, I had Dallas going to the final, but um, again, you know, they played smooth all the, all the way through. And now we can see definitely some frustration working through and you're probably going to comment on that later, but uh, Vegas, Vegas has just been solid, solid, kind of like the Panthers, you know, like, uh, just through and through, uh, bouncing back when they need to, and just playing good hockey. They have been, and I've talked about it, and it's a great segue because we're going to get into it now. Last night and what happened with Vegas and Dallas. And look, for full disclosure is I didn't win a single bet in that game last night. And I think part of my venom and rage and anger comes from that um, because I thought that was going to be an all-hands-on-deck effort for the Dallas Stars, who actually deserved to win game two. If you watched game two on Sunday afternoon, they outplayed Vegas. They just made a couple of mistakes with the puck late uh, to get that game tied 2-2. You know, Marsh is so off a bad turnover by Ryan, so you just can't make that turnover. Uh, and then in overtime, bad line change leads to, you know, Chandler Stevenson having all kinds of room to knock in the rebound past Jake Ottinger, and it ended up being 3-2. Uh, uh, here uh so you know when you look at this situation here for the uh dallas stars i thought you know what you probably could have won you probably should have won game two you're at home crowd on your side game three down two nothing i expect and, and they've they're still an excellent team in my opinion one of there's a reason they're in the conference finals they're one of the best teams in the nhl and certainly in the western conference they would have the correct response and that game starts about as badly as it can for the Dallas Stars. And it actually starts with Jake Ottinger leading to the problems initially. He had a chance to play the puck in the first shift, first minute of the game. He misplays it or he just it skips over a stick, but it goes past him. So the chance to clear the zone and instead Vegas ends up getting the puck. They hem Dallas in uh, and they make uh, the, the first goal out of that first shift, uh, courtesy of Jonathan Marcheseau. And it was a puck that was a really good shot, but 
when Jake Ottinger's on his game, I think he makes that save on that very first goal. And just right away, before you can even blink, it's one nothing for Vegas in the first minute that, of that. That was game. the that was the pass by Je- uh, Eichel, right? Right. It was across. a great pass. It was no question. That, that pass had yep. some heat on it, man. Yep. That was that was as hard as somebody's clapper. I'm telling you. To have Marshall handling that and sending it in the net, I don't know. I don't. I put it. I still put it on Ottinger for not being able to play it correctly and bad bounce and you know how the snowball effect rolls on. But that was. I mean, you make okay. You make that save, and then the team is feeling pretty good. But that is a that's a that's a hard one, man. Firing that type of a pass over to get it in time. That's a hard yeah. one. It's a great pass, and it continues to be a great playoffs for Jack Eichel, and, and we'll definitely get to uh, more of that in just a, a second. So right away, before the, the Dallas can even get some shifts in the offensive zone, and you know, usually when you see a team down 2 nothing at home in Game 3, there's that five minutes into the game where they're just swarming on the opponent because they're desperate. You know, It's backs against the wall. They don't want to go down 3 nothing. They couldn't even get to that part. Because Vegas yep. has stuck the puck in the back of their net in the first minute. So it takes da- – it's a, it's a jolt to the system for the entire Dallas team. The crowd is already stunned, you know, and taken out of it a little bit. So then it's imperative. The very next shift, you've got to get back on your horse and shake that off. I remember Edmonton did a good job of this in one game against Vegas where Vegas scored in Edmonton in the first minute and McDavid scored the next minute. And they kind of got the game back on track. So your job – when you're down one nothing, is to get the game back on track. And especially when you're the captain of the team, it's your job to get the game back on track with some good shifts, get in the offensive zone, win puck battles, be physical, but don't be stupid. And unfortunately, the latter occurred with Jamie Benn last night in that game, who just decided that in the neutral zone, take down Mark Stone, and I'm going to end up coming down with my stick and just cross-checking him in the head and neck area last night with my team down one nothing in the first minute or so of that game. And you can't script a more stupid, bonehead, selfish decision than that and the actions of Jamie Benn in that moment. Just absolutely horrendous for him to just – now look – Frustration, you just gave up the first goal and you're down 2 nothing in the series. I get it. Frustration. And you lose, you just lose your shit for that split second. And that's what happened to Jamie Ben, but it does not excuse it at all. You just can't put yourself in that spot. You can't put your team in that spot because you know it the moment it happened, you, and I knew it too, this is going to be a five-minute major in a game misconduct. He's out of the damn game. He's not going to be uh, around for the rest of this hockey game. The moment I saw him, I'm like, oh, my fucking God, what the hell are you doing, man? Just absolutely brutal to make that kind of play in that spot. That's a horrendous, heinous, despicable act in October in a regular season game that's really inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. It's a thousand times worse to do that, cross-check the uh, Mark Stone when he's down on the ice, with your stick in his head and neck area when you're down one nothing, down two, your, your season's on the line, essentially. And you're the captain of the team. You're supposed to rein it in, and you're not supposed to put your team in a bad predicament and a bad spot. He did that last night. He's, he's yeah, down I, a forward. I now. agree. I Five agree. Major, 
You've already get and five minute major means they've got a five minute power play and they could score four goals on it if they'd like to, and if they're able to Vegas. So you've got to kill off a five minute power play already down one nothing, and you decide to do that in that moment. It is a selfish decision. It's a horrendous decision, and it was just a ugly, cheap, dirty fucking play. Simple as that by Jamie Ben last night. Despicable in my opinion. So he deserved the five-minute major. Sure enough, Vegas gets a 2-0 goal from Ivan Barbashev uh, after that. And already damage done. You know, it's 2-0. They only scored the one goal, but all the momentum's on Vegas. Dallas has just seen two goals go in. One on that five-minute penalty because of that brain-dead captain of theirs who just made that absolutely terrible decision. And they're down 2-0, and it's almost like game over, series over. Everybody's shook up. Ottinger shook up. He's not absolved to blame either. Okay. He had an awful first. That's about as bad as I've seen Jake Ottinger play to start a hockey game. And the third goal should have been stopped too. The backhand goal by Wilkie. Yeah. I mean, on the short side, you got to stop that, especially for a goalie his caliber. He gets pulled. Wedgwood's in. And in the blink of an eye, it's three nothing. And the catalyst of this downfall and this disaster was the guy that's supposed to be the leader of this hockey team, the captain of this hockey team, Jamie Benn, who put his team behind the eight ball and just wrecked the game and maybe even wrecked the series for his hockey team. Now you could say, well, pick up the slack for him. He's your captain. Everybody's got to step up now. You try stepping up when you've already had a goal go in against you and your captain just committed that kind of heinous act and he's out of the game now and you're down a forward for the rest of the game. You try to pick it up. You try to pick your fucking self off the mat after something like that. Go ahead. Try. It's not easy. And and I think it shook the team up completely and um, just awful. And they never recovered. It was like a a team just skating in in ghost, you know, apparel for the rest of the game. Like they just, yeah, they had shot. Present, but not there. Yeah, exactly. They're in uh, body, but not mind or spirit. I know they ended up having, what, 30 plus shots, Kai, but at the end of the day, a lot, not a lot of them were dangerous. Uh, yeah. A lot were to the outside. Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill was great, and he actually made a couple great saves. But he had a relatively easy night. Vegas was impeccable defensively. They cashed in on their chances, and it was just a very quietly going quietly into the night without much of a fuss. And the Dallas Stars lose four uh, nothing last night. Now that's just the first part of what why I'm upset. It gets worse from here for Jamie Ben after what happened after that game. But first, Kai, we'll get your thoughts on. Uh, the game last night there is Dallas now in a huge three nothing hole. Yeah, well, I mean, with I think with the shots on net, was it the last ten minutes or so where they had just their few chances? I mean, before that, it wasn't really any scoring chances. So, I mean, that doesn't really picture the shots on goal. Doesn't really picture how the game went. I think you're completely right with with how, how Vegas was in control, like defensively, offensively, just in control. But like, what I mean, to kind of go on your tantrum there about Jamie Ben, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ben. I, I love how he plays power forward, great fighter, great goal scorer. You know, he can move the puck reads the play well, but the fact that he took their captain, right? Their captain. And he does that now he chose him on purpose. Like, I don't think that it was an accident that he picked Mark stone. That's their captain. And what happened, which, which team rallied behind their captain? Well, Vegas did. So, I mean, that's kind of a dagger, man. If you think about it, how, 
that's just it's a risk right he probably he probably was thinking you know either my troops are going to rally behind me or we'll see what happens here but um yeah I, that's the frustration and sometimes you can't control it and it's good to play with emotion but that's that's it's in it in it inexcusable man <laughs> i get frustration but you have to rein it the fuck in in that moment no yeah, for sure and like, in, I, in that moment i mean yeah. i've never been yeah. in the stanley cup playoffs but i've sure been in playoff situations and uh you know behind the ball there and whatnot and just desperate to get a goal and you know somebody two hands in the back of the knee or something like that but you got to put your team first man like you know i and there is the argument that okay he is putting his team first by trying to get them to wake up and doing that but again that type of crap you know i've seen it a lot and i've been a part of it and stuff you know i i don't you know, you, you, you play by, or you show the example of playing hard. If your team's asleep, you're awake. If, if your team is slow, you're fast. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be the example then not, not doing stuff where you're out of the game. What, what does that help? Right. And look, this is, um, and look, the, the, what Ben did, and I'm going to get to the post game, which is even, it's basically doing something stupid and foolish and dumb and selfish. Selfish is the best word to describe it. Selfish. He yep. wasn't thinking about Tyler Sagan. He wasn't thinking about Yoni Hawk and Pa. He wasn't thinking about Jake Ottinger. He wasn't thinking about Miro Haskinen. He wasn't thinking about um, Jason Robertson or Joe Pavelski, who hasn't won a cup and has been so close to winning one. Yeah. And you basically are doing everything in your power to snatch that opportunity from him with that dumbass play of yours. Last yeah. night, Joe Pavelski, think about this guy, blood, sweat, and tears, the epitome of a leader, the epitome of a big time in the clutch performer in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but just so close to getting there and hasn't been able to finish the job. He's as close as he's been in years, conference finals, eight wins from a Stanley Cup. You have to think about that if you're Jamie Benn in that moment. For he sure. Basically ruined your team's chances in that game last night and quite possibly the series because we know that no team in conference finals history in the NHL has come down, come back from a three, nothing series deficit to win the series. He was just, and that's why it was selfish. You're, you're basically harming your teammates opportunity for glory and for a Stanley cup, which is what everybody wants. Everybody's desperate when they play in the national hockey league, desperate to get their name on the Stanley cup. That's why everybody plays balls out, you know, in the Stanley Cup playoffs because they're desperate. So after the, that happens, it was a travesty of a game. I'm not going to get into too much with what the fans did. You know, you're going to see that. They're frustrated. The team played horrible. The captain sewered the game for them with his bonehead uh, play on Mark Stone, cross-checking them in the head and neck. And they were just frustrated. They were angry. I know Max Domi got a 10-minute misconduct, and Dallas got a lot of penalties in that period, but they were all frustration penalties. They were. And and, and shit that happened away from the play. You know, and a lot of them were warranted, and, but the crowd just sees we're getting penalty after penalty. We're fired. We're frustrated. We're down 4 nothing. We'll litter the ice with shit. It's a horrible look. T be better than that. And I'd say that about any fan base that did that shit last night. Throwing a bag of popcorn at Aiden Hill's head when he's going out onto the ice for the third period. Like, come on, grow up. I mean, seriously, grow up. If you're going to do that shit, stay the fuck home. You're not a true fan, all right? You aren't. Uh, you're just embarrassing your team, and you're embarrassing your city and your franchise doing that shit, okay? I mean, it's ridiculous. 
Oh, that's um, true. You, you represent you represent your city. You represent your team, the organization. You don't want to be you don't want to be doing stuff like that, man. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an ugly look, ugly scene. They had to suspend the last few seconds of the second period and play it, you know, in the third period, uh, the end of the second. So game's over. But what I expect from a captain, a leader of a hockey team, after making a gigantic mistake with that five-minute major penalty, is him to talk to the media, talk to his team. Maybe he did talk to his teammates. We don't know that. But at least talk to the public. Talk to your fan base. And especially when you're the kid. If this is some fourth liner, I'd still have an issue with what he did after the game. You're the captain. And you royally fucked up. Royally with what you did and the fact you didn't speak to the media and I see videos and there's pictures on Twitter after that game last night of him sneaking out the back door, literally sneaking out the back door, like a thief in the night, like a fucking rat sneaking out the back door. I don't want to answer for this. I hold no responsibility for this. I have no accountability for what I've done. I've sewered my team. Tonight, maybe in the series, I don't have to say shit about it. I just go out the back door like a little coward and don't say anything about what I did last night. That's a cowardly, that's a disgrace. And I can't stand for that. For a guy that is supposed to be the captain of this team to act in that manner, to think he doesn't have to say shit for what he did. He has no accountability for what he did. None. Zero. No responsibility at all in his own mind. He gets the hell out of there before even the media gets back there to talk to the players. And good on Joe Pavelski. Good on Sagan. The other players that talked to the media following that game. Good on them. Because I know it wasn't easy. That was a hard game. Hard game for them. Hard game for the entire Dallas Stars team. But they did their job. You're getting paid millions of dollars, dude. You're a captain. Show the fuck up and speak after what you did last night. You have to. You, you absolutely have to after what happened in that game last night. The captain doesn't speak. It's totally unacceptable. It's his responsibility. Not talking to the media is not an option for you. And then the quick getaway out the back door like a little rat to just sneak off into your car. And get the hell out of there before anybody notices? What an awful look. What an awful display last night. Start to fucking finish from Jamie Benn. And as I said on Twitter, and I and I'm the one thing Kyle say, there's so much of Jamie's game that I like. You know, I like the way he plays like a big body, physical, can score goals, you know, and, and drop the gloves. He'll do that. I like that he plays with emotion and intensity. You want that, especially out of a captain. There's a lot of good characteristics about Jamie Benn. But I've had a love-hate relationship with this guy. He's also been dirty. He's also crossed the line several times. He did again last night. He's disappeared in certain playoff games and in past seasons for the Dallas Stars. So it's not been all, you know, candy and sunshine and rainbows and lollipops for Mr. Benn, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and then, but for him to do that, put his team behind the eight ball like that with just a, a play, you just you cannot do that. It's vicious. You could have really hurt Mark Stone as well. And then there's people that someone came after me too. 
well, this is old time hockey. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I love old time hockey. I love physicality. I love scrums. I love fights. I love seeing that emotion. I love seeing that intensity. Since when was old time hockey? Put your stick in a guy's head and neck area. Since when was that old time hockey? Or allowed? Or well, that that type that of stuff is time hockey. That type of stuff is getting out of hockey. Um, you know, there's less and less of it happening. Uh, and you know, I'll attest all time hockey was, you know, refs not looking, man, you hit somebody, you hit them to hurt them. Um, that's, that's what it was. Playoffs come along. Somebody's hot. You take them out if you can, you know what I mean? You play to the, to the limit of what's allowed and what's not. And sometimes you go over, but, but hockey's changing, man. That's that, that type of stuff will be, it's, it'll be severely punished here in the years to come. I can't, I can't, I can't believe that. I can't believe after everything that he did there on the ice, he actually just took, just took off, just fucked right off and left the arena and didn't say shit to anybody and, and address that situation. You know what a real captain does? He says, you know what? I put my team in a bad spot. I, I, I apologize for it. I, I really hurt us tonight. And I say, I've got to be better. I will be better. And, and, and I've got to make, you know, you got to say something in that, context when you do something like that last night but he said nothing uh, at all and then i thought you know I'd, I'd 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 end my frustration and anger with jamie ben at that that it was already bad enough with uh what happened on the ice that it was already bad enough with that he didn't say anything after that game and lets pete DeBoer, the coach and his teammates have to answer for him you know which is just awful you know i thought it was bad enough and then just literally about like 30 minutes before this show started, I'm seeing obviously today, you know, it's an off day, but there's always media availability with players and with coaches uh, in these days off. And Jamie Ben actually did speak today to the media. Better late than never, I guess. Would have been nice to hear something last night, uh, but he finally decides today he's going to say something. And obviously the question that was asked was, you know, last night. You know, and the big uh, incident involving Mark Stone, which put his team in a horrible, horrible spot, in a brutal spot. Here was his quote and his thoughts on getting that uh, game misconduct and the, you know, the stick to the head and neck area uh, of Mark Stone. The game happens fast. Emotions are high. Okay, so far so good. Yeah, I agree with that. Obviously, I would have liked to not fall on him. And I don't know if that was the case. It, well, at the beginning, it did. I'll, I'll give him that. But then he says, and use my stick as a landing point. Excuse me? A landing point. There's no landing point known to man that says, drive the stick into the guy's head and neck area. That's no landing point, man. That's no fucking landing point in my book. And not in anybody else's with a fucking brain. So I don't know where he got that from, but that is just an absolutely – that's just – that's again goes back to what I said. Take no responsibility. said, I just shouldn't have done that. Can I get a – I shouldn't have done that? Can I get a – I'm really, really fucked up, and I really put my team in a bad spot. Can I hear that from Jamie Ben instead of some joke, excuse, uh, talking about some fucking landing spot? What a joke. What a joke that is to say something like that done with him i hope he gets suspended honestly just for stupid yeah. 
And like I, I said mean, on Twitter last night, not taking yeah. responsibility, not taking ownership, not taking accountability, being that stupid and reckless on the ice, like I said on Twitter last night. And I said it right there. Stupidity is spelled B-E-N-N. Period. End of story. God damn it, man. That's re- That whole thing was just absurd last night. Absurd. Well, I got, I got to play a little devil's advocate there because he's he's facing more than just one game, isn't he? Well, they're gonna have a he's gonna have a hearing, I believe, today. Yeah. So anything he says to the media, anything that's anything that's public is gonna be used against him in that hearing. So if he if he does say I did it, you know, and I shouldn't have done it, then right away that gives very strong case to give him more games. But I mean, don't get me wrong, I I, I agree, man. Like there's a falling point. Okay, so the falling points now, you know, Mark Stone's chin and and neck like is that the soft landing area that you were hoping for like it, it kind of gets like you said we actually moved the stick there. toward his head and neck and you're gonna like, call I, it that you just i was aiming for spot? his neck the soft area but i hit some of his chin you must you know, think the moment. hockey world is dumber than rocks man thankfully we're not as dumb as you apparently oh, that's, yeah. that's definitely what it is yikes yeah. i mean i can't believe what i've seen I mean, that's a captain acting this way. And it's, look, does he feel bad? And I'm sure if he, he, he obviously deep down inside, he's going to say, I want this one back. I, I want, I didn't, I, I, sh- I not doing what I did to Mark Stone last night. Probably now not talking to the media. He's probably thinking I'm getting roast and everybody's killing him on Twitter, by the way, for this roasting him and just beyond that. He didn't say shit last night to the media, just walked out of there like a little thief, like a little thief in the night, just sneaking out of the back door to not talk to anybody, almost like he's robbing a, a, a jewelry store or something. Up, oh, quick getaway. Let's get out the back door into the car. Let's get out of here before we get caught. Yeah, you actually, you did rob something last night. You robbed your team. You robbed your hockey team. You robbed your hockey team of a legitimate chance to win that game last night. You actually did commit a robbery, Jamie Ben. So maybe it was apropos that you did your little sneak out, that you did your little quick getaway into the night like a thief. You were a thief last night. You robbed your own hockey team of victory, or at least you helped perpetrate robbing your own team of victory last night. Well done. Well done. So there we go. We got to move on. Can't be on this uh, topic forever. Uh, but Kai, uh, any other thoughts you want to talk about Dallas? Vegas? Look, if you're Dallas, um, I don't know where you go from here. Cause last night, I mean, you just see your captain melt down like that and then respond after the game in the worst way possible and you see that Aiden Hill continues to become a bigger story playing well. You can't get inside position on this Vegas blue line. Your power play didn't get it done last night. You know, there's a lot of issues right now with uh, Dallas. And I think Vegas is just too good to expect you to come back four straight. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, the, the percentage of them winning the series is, I mean, I'm, I don't have really any hope of that happening, but you know, I, I got some ex-teammates of mine, Hints and Haskinen. Uh, Hints was in two different teams on the same team as me. Hifke and Ilves and Haskinen over in Hifke. Like, I want those guys to win the cup. Like, that'd be great. Um, but this is this is a tough one. We'll see how the team responds. And the response they give is an indicator how they feel about Ben. Like, that's, that's how I see it. Um, and that's such a big deal now that, you know, you 
Do you keep the guy as your captain next year? I don't even know how his uh, contract um, looks or whatever for next year or something like that. Or do you do you rebuild and move on from him? I mean, I it, there is a part of me that actually feels maybe even I overreact for as livid as I was about the whole thing last night that even maybe I overreacted saying he should be stripped of the captain seat. Maybe it was for me. Maybe that was my heat of the moment thing that I said that on uh, last night uh, on Twitter. But he's got some serious making up to do with this organization, with his teammates after last night. And and then the way he didn't say shit after the game, and then today he's got this garbage joke excuse, uh, laughable, totally laughable, that he would say, "I just I, I didn't want to use this that area of where I fell as a landing spot." What a ridiculous man! He drove the fucking stick in his head area um but you know after all that you know how's the dressing room because then tyler sagan had a cryptic quote after the game saying you know we kind of lost the room i don't know if he was talking about jamie ben lost the room or pete DeBoer lost the room um but he said something about we've lost the room here uh, a little bit maybe last night they felt maybe they lost the game the room just lost the game collectively i don't know but i mean this is some serious soul searching and they don't have much time to do it because they play game four, season on the line, facing elimination tomorrow night uh, on home ice, the Dallas Stars. And see, just this one incident that Jamie Ben made, this dumb-ass decision of his, has just incredible uh, damaging ramifications now for his team. How do they respond? They're shook mentally, emotionally. Jamie Ben's probably not even going to play next game because he's going to get a suspension. Um, so, And say what you will about how ridiculous it was what he did. He is a player that's important to this team. Because when he's on his game, he can be a difference maker. He got the tying goal in game one uh, of this series. So this is really going to take some collective team holding it together, Kai, for the Dallas Stars to try to mount a comeback here. No, it's true. Uh, and you were just saying, you know, how important captaincy is, you know, and that's look at the influence, whether negative or positive. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a big influence the captain has on the team and, how the team performs. So, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how they bounce back. I, I, I hope to see at least, at least that next game, they, they at least make a run for it or not. Even, you know what I mean? That give a close game. Like it would be awful to see another four rep. Yeah, it would be in both conference finals. You know, it's funny. We scheduled bet casts last week for the two conference finals games. And we said game four, Carolina, Florida, game five, Vegas, Dallas. And we said, well, game five, if necessary, but there's no way that series is going to end in a sweep. And now here we are uh, a week later, it might end in a fucking sweep tomorrow night uh, in game four. So it actually could happen. And uh, by the way, there's another thing to be mad about. If you want to know why we're going to have one less bet cast potentially this week, blame Jamie Ben. He helped lead to that. Because that team had no shot after his actions last night to win game three. And now they're down three nothing. So if we don't get this series to at least a game five on Saturday night, and we have to cancel the bet cast that we have scheduled uh, for Saturday night. Yeah, Jamie Ben had a hand in it. I'm not going to say he's the sole person to blame, but he had a hand in it. It's another reason to be pissed at him uh, at the end of the day. Take away a great, another awesome, fucking fun bet cast night from us, potentially. Uh, but that's uh, it for me. I've had it talking about it. So we got to move on. We have to talk about a game four tonight, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, Florida Panthers. Shout out to everyone in the YouTube chat. Hit the like button. 
we appreciate it. I'm uh, very emotional, obviously, after what we saw last night. So even more reason to hit the like button. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Uh, back to business when we come back and we will talk game four, Eastern Conference Finals, Carolina, Florida, right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, it's Game 4, Eastern Conference Finals, and it's our live betcast tonight, so make sure you join us for it at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we've got the Florida Panthers, minus 115 home favorites here in Game 4 as they look to sweep, if you can believe it, the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Florida, minus 115 home favorites in Game 4, 5.5 the total, shaded to the under. Four games, four unders uh, in this series, and yet the total hasn't been bumped down yet. It still remains five and a half here uh, tonight for game four uh, of these Eastern Conference finals. I mean, if you're Carolina, you almost can't believe it, really, that you're down three nothing in this series. Because, again, you know, we talk about um, the Carolina Hurricanes and how they've actually outplayed the Panthers for a portion of this series. And yet that doesn't matter at the end of the day, Kai, because you can't put the puck in the net, you know, and you've got to be able to convert on some of your scoring chances. And they just haven't been able to do that. Uh, here in this series, Sergei Bobrovsky is, I can't, I can't believe uh, there's not even enough. I've, I've, I've run out of things to say and words to use to describe how amazing he's been uh, here in these playoffs. He's just been incredible. Uh, he's seeing the, not only seeing the puck well, but cutting down angles, square to the shooter, lateral movement, post to post, which I never thought was a strength of his. He's proving me wrong in this series. He's made some terrific post to post saves where his lateral movement is why he made the stop. You know, no doubt about it. Uh, he's just seeing the puck well. Uh, rebound control has been impeccable. And when there has been an odd rebound, Florida's defensemen have cleared the traffic and cleared that loose puck away so that Carolina doesn't get to it. Carolina, which has been a team that's really done a good job with their forecheck all year, getting to the inside ice. They have not been able to do that as much here in this series against Florida. So it's, it's just the puck's got to go in for you. You know, this isn't the we win the series because we win the shots on goal battle. It's not a, we win the series because we won the uh, scoring chances battle. You've got to score more goals than the other team. And Carolina is not having a issue is having problems doing that right now uh, against Florida. Sebastian, Ajo's got to step up. He's had a quiet series. He's been shooting blanks. Marty Natchez, who I think is a terrifically undervalued player underrated player in this league. He's been quiet. Really every big gun for Carolina has had a tough time 
Um, there are people saying, is this a series now where finally Carolina misses Svechnikov, who, of course, is out for the season? Uh, there's some truth to that. But I think you've got enough forwards there that you should be able to count on. Like, you had a good season from Ajo, and Natchez had a great season. And Stefan Nason is someone that really stepped up for them uh, offensively. You know, a guy that's really made a career out of himself now in the NHL. He's been a minor leaguer much of his career. A lot of years in the AHL to finally get this opportunity. And he's made the most of it. So there's a, a, there's four, there's definitely players that are capable offensively. But when you are just getting um, Bobrovsky'd or goalie bobbed uh, right now, like Carolina is, it's just very difficult. This is one of the all-time great goalie performances, especially in a single series. I can't say the whole playoffs, Kai, because in the Boston series, when Bobrovsky took over from Alex Lyon early in that series, there were a couple games he gave up four or five goals. Nothing like this, but Florida still managed to win. And then he got better in the Toronto series, and especially late in the Toronto series, he was outstanding for the Panthers. And then in this series, you know, he's just been lights out a brick wall. It's been remarkable uh, what he has done. He shut out Carolina last game, one goal allowed the game before that, and just two goals. I mean, f- four goals allowed uh, in this entire series. Uh, three goals, I should say, in this entire series allowed by Sergei Bobrovsky so far. He's made 132 saves in this series so far, which is already, and the series isn't even over yet, it's already the most saves recorded by an NHL goalie in the history of the first three games of a conference final, and <laughs> which tells you just uh, how incredible he's playing. So, you know, when a team's down 3 nothing, I don't like betting on the team that's down 3 nothing. And I'm not going to bet on the team that's down 3 nothing here tonight in this game. I would only look Florida. Um, I, I know Carolina will not go quietly, but their production is absolutely not there right now. And Florida has shown that ability when they have the chance to eliminate. Now, again, in the Toronto series, they were up 3 nothing. They lost game four. Okay, I, I definitely get that. But I still don't think that's enough for me to trust Carolina. They're just not getting their offense going whatsoever against a goalie that's on the top, on top of his game right now, the things you need to do to, you know, try to break the slump, if you will, they're having a tough time doing like getting to the front of the net, getting those loose pucks. And Bobrovsky's not allowing a bunch of rebounds either. So for me, I'd lean Florida here. Um, what I will do though, is I'll probably wait to see how this game goes. We do have a bet cast tonight, so I'm not in a hurry to bet anything pregame here tonight. Um, I would say if you like Florida, Go for the regulation price at a better number. You can get Florida in regulation tonight in this game at a, a pretty nice price in the plus 150 uh, to plus 160 range. So you get a better price that way. Uh, or you could go Florida puck line. Because keep in mind, with this being an elimination game for Carolina, if they're trailing in the third period, they're going to pull the goalie earlier, and you're going to have a ton of opportunities for empty net goals for the Florida Panthers. So that minus one and a half goals on the puck line which you can get at a plus uh, 220 price, you know, that's probably better value if you like the Florida side tonight uh, in this game four uh, of the Eastern Conference Finals. By the way, my colleague Alex, he's hoping to be back tonight for the BetCast. He does like Florida, and he just took them on the money line here, minus 115 in this game. Um, so pregame, not a whole lot. I'm not on my Carolina first, first period. Now, it finally lost for the first time uh, in game three. Um, I think if you are going to bet Carolina, first period is the look. But I, I'm not in a rush to bet that as much tonight. Um, like I say, I, I actually lean Florida. And I might sprinkle on that puck line 
quite honestly, pregame. That's probably the only bet I'll make on the side pregame is the puck line. I'll also sprinkle a little bit on the draw. We have seen, you know, three of the uh, two of the three games go to overtime in this series. We almost nearly got another overtime game uh, in game three. It ended one nothing. It was that close to be in another overtime game. So uh, I'm going to sprinkle on the draw uh, once again uh, here with the uh, Hurricanes and the uh, Panthers. If you go to FanDuel, uh, it's about the best price you can find with the draw for the game to go to overtime, and it's plus uh, 330. Uh, still pretty good price for that uh, here in uh, this game. So that's about it. A little on the Florida puck line, a little on the draw for me pregame, and everything else is going to be in-game bets for me on the uh, BetCast uh, here uh, tonight. Third period over, potentially, I, I, I'd consider that because we do talk about this angle a lot in elimination games. But, man, it's difficult. It's like pulling teeth trying to get an over in this series uh, right now uh, with just, you know, how difficult it's been to find open ice and how good the goaltending's been on both sides, especially from uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. Although Freddie Anderson hasn't played that bad uh, in this series. If you like the third period over, by the way, you can find it at uh, over 2 plus 108 at uh, Bet Rivers, which is about the best price you can find with that. So, like I say, I'm definitely tempted by the third period over. I might put that in pocket for a small bet pregame as well, but uh, I prefer that. Like, if, if you're going to look at anything toward the over tonight, I think it's third period or nothing at all because I don't know if we're going to get goals early. Uh, we have seen a very low-scoring start to pretty much all of these games so far uh, in this series. Kai, what do you think here? Does Carolina extend the series? Do we have a game five? Or is it over tonight and Florida's going to complete the sweep? What do you think? Uh, I go Carolina today. Um, there's no way Rod Brindamore is going to let let himself get sweeped. Uh, I bet he has some tricks under his sleeve to get the boys going. Um, Carolina's bounced back a couple times in the season, man. Um, I don't think the series that they can grab, but they're not they're not going four and zero. I'd be surprised, but I mean, I hope that they don't. I hope it extends, um, but Panthers are scary. It's a scary team. Yeah, I'd, I'll be honest. Uh, look, it's um, – and uh, the good thing I did is I might just uh, let the Florida series bet play out because I've got Kai, Dallas and Carolina. I bet Carolina before the season started, and I bet Dallas like late in the regular season to win the conference and the Stanley Cup, and I know they're both in trouble now. And the thank goodness, and I'm not a big hedge guy when it comes to my bets, Akai. I always say hedging is for gardeners, uh, not for betters. Um, but I said I don't love the idea of Dallas and Carolina playing these teams that have got this incredible fucking momentum right now. Vegas just beating the best player in the world, Connor McDavid and Edmonton in the last round. Florida beating out Boston, an all-time great regular season, and the Bruins knocking them out, knocking out the Leafs, who became the Stanley Cup betting favorite after the first round, and Florida dispatched them. Just that incredible momentum. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable trusting Carolina to win this series. So I took Florida to win the series before it started, and Vegas to win their series before they started as a, as a hedge for my Dallas and Carolina futures. And I'm thankful I did right now, because it's looking like neither one is going to last much longer. Uh, as we know, the odds are down three nothing in a series, or uh, no no team's done it in the conference finals in the NHL. Down three nothing to come back and win the series. So obviously, it's uh, Carolina and Dallas are up against it. But for one game, yeah, I mean Carolina, maybe there is a bounce of the puck that goes their way tonight. 
for a deflection goal that Bobrovsky can do nothing about. You would think at some point, Kaya, a deflection goal or a puck off a skate or something for Carolina that goalie Bob can't do a fucking thing about finds its way into the back of the net. Um, but it hasn't happened to this point uh, in the series. But you think maybe tonight a little break and a little puck luck and just uh, uh, finding a way uh, here to uh, win this game for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Now, what I will say is if Carolina wins tonight, I think it's probably going to set up a nice little bet on Florida to close out the series in game five because we have evidence they've been able to close out series on the road. Game seven in Boston on the road closed out that series. Game five in Toronto closed out that series on the road, and they were an underdog, big underdog in both games. You're going to get them as an underdog again in game five if this series goes back to Carolina. I think that sets up a really nice look to take the Panthers game five that's really the the bet that I, that's really what I'm going to like Florida is if they lose tonight and it goes back to Carolina for game five. And we've seen evidence. They have no problem whatsoever going on the road and closing out and finishing off an opponent. They did it in the first two series against Toronto and Boston. So that's why I'm, I'm taking it easy tonight. And if Carolina does give us a game five uh, on uh, Friday night, uh, I think that might set up a nice value play on Florida to finish the series in five, because again, they've been clearly able to win on the road and finish a series on the road. And you'll be getting a nice plus price on it uh, on Friday night as well with the uh, Panthers. As far as props go tonight, it's hard to bet props. It's a low scoring series. Goals are hard to come by. It's not one of those series where you want to load up on goal props and point props and assist props. But I think if I'm going to look at Florida, I'm looking at Kachuk and I'm looking at Verhage. Okay, these are two guys that seem to, especially in the closeout games, step up, score big goals for them. Uh, I wouldn't argue with either of those two guys as far as props. And Carolina, see, the, the puck's just not going in for them. It's like, who do you really love and trust right now to, uh, for a goal scorer prop for Carolina? I think if it's going to be someone, it's got to be Ajo, doesn't it? He is shooting the puck a lot. He's getting a lot of chances. One's got to go in for Sebastian Ajo, you would think, at some point, uh, another a native Finn. Uh, from your uh, current place of residence here, Kai, uh, Sebastian, I think it's fitting that I say, yeah, maybe a Sebastian Ajo goal prop with Kai on the show from Finland here, uh, that Sebastian Ajo maybe finally breaks through uh, and finds the uh, back of the net tonight for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, you know, if a couple other Finns you're missing out of there is Florida, Barkoff, and... Uh, Who is Lewis. playing tonight, by the way. Thankful, thankful. Okay. Thank you for okay. mentioning him because he is playing tonight. He was at the morning skate. He was yeah. on the ice. So Barkov's yeah. in tonight. He's going to play, and Paul Maurice already said it. So he's good to go after that little scary injury in, uh, issue yeah. he had the other night. For sure. And Luostarinen, he's from... Uh, Kuopio, Kuopio, Finland. He was uh, actually my, my line mate. He was my very good two way player. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's a, you know, I wouldn't be, I'd be super, super pumped if they were able to take the cup too, man. So, but it's kind of funny if you picked Carolina and Dallas in your, what is a pre playoff count, even before the season. Wow. That's, that was my bracket that I put. I put Carolina Dallas and I had Carolina winning it, but. We'll see. The stars have to line for that stuff to happen. That is the danger. Yeah. I see Tara Vine and I give him a little bit of a break, you know, because, you know, he's just coming back from injury, but he is still a guy. They can't, they, they've got to try to get something from him, you know, offensively right now, everybody uh, collectively on this Carolina team. Again, I know they're trying, 
the, the effort's there. I mean, they've outplayed, they've outshot, outchanced. They've had the puck longer than Florida in a lot of these games, Carolina. And like Rod Brindamore said, I don't hate the way we're playing. It's just the puck's got to go in. This isn't the, you don't get a participation ribbon and it's not, oh, this is a scoring chances league, the shots on goal league, the opportunities league. No, so you got to put the puck in the net. That's how you win the games. And unfortunately, it hasn't happened yet uh, for Carolina uh, in this series. So we'll see if their fortunes uh, are able to change tonight. I like how you mentioned our guy. I've got the nickname for him. I've, I've used this nickname for E2 uh, all year with the Florida Panthers. E2 Cool Mint Lusterinen. Okay, so there we go. Listerine. Sounds like Listerine is last name. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah. That, that, that is a Cool Mint. That's his nickname. Or, or, hey, cool or you can just, you? Or you can yeah. just, count, or you just call him by his real name. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, wow. <laughs> Look at that Finnish uh, tongue there and Finnish accent. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. We're working on that. You got a lot of time to work on it, though. You've been there. Uh, I, I, I can speak the language. Writing is a little bit harder. My grammar ain't so good. <laughs> no, that's good. I, I love that. Wow. That's, that's, I love, I love hearing that, that especially when you've been over there that long, you're, you, 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 you respect and you like the place you're in enough that I'm going to learn this language. I'm, I'm going to learn it and I'm going to be able to speak it. Um, that's good on you, Kai. I like that. Appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right. This was fun. Uh, I know, you know, you, it's, uh, you caught me on a day where unfortunately I had something to rant about, which not every day. I, you, <laughs> you can ask everybody in our chat, Kai. I don't lose my mind and go ape shit like that every single show. But when something really bothers me and that really bothered me, the whole Jamie Ben nonsense last night, um, you're going to hear about it. Well, I think I got a little bit more context and perspective uh, when I heard that you had Dallas going to the final. So that... That was the missing piece to the puzzle there. For I'd me. still rant about. I'd still be livid, <laughs> but I'm not as livid, maybe. But I'd still be pretty like disgusted by it. Just, uh, just flushing the system. The shoes flushing the system. Yeah. Flushing, yeah, serenity now. Exactly. Frank Costanza <laughs> from uh, Seinfeld right now. Uh, that's what I need a little bit of right now. Uh, all right, great stuff. We'll wrap up the show in just a moment. We thank Kai uh, Cantola for joining us. Hit the like button. We'll wrap it up thank with you. best bets uh, in just a moment. Right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair and among other things. You've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. 
and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time to wrap it up with best bets. Uh, Kai, um, there's only one game. I think we know what sides you like, but make it official for us. What do you like in game four tonight, Carolina, Florida? Carolina takes this game, and it's going to be a close one. There you go, Carolina, around minus 105, by the way, right now uh, on the uh, money line best bet here for Kai Cantola. Uh, my best bet, um, this is tough because I'm not strong on anything, quite honestly, in the game tonight. Um, it's been a, you know, a struggle here in the conference finals, but, uh, I kind of think Florida does end it tonight, but like I say, it wouldn't shock me if Carolina finally wins. You know, they're not going to give up without a fight. I'm just going to go and uh, use the draw because honestly, I that's, that is what I like the most pregame plus three thirty. uh, Florida, Carolina draw. Uh, we've seen two of the three games go to overtime and game three, which did not go to overtime nearly did. It was that close one, nothing. It was a one goal margin. So you talk about two games that went to overtime. And the one game that didn't was a one-goal margin of victory. I still think the draw is very live tonight here in Game 4 once again. So Carolina, Florida, draw, plus 330 uh, for my uh, best bet. And a reminder, the BetCast tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you join us. And if you want to join Alex and I uh, on the BetCast, make sure you email me at bobano350 at gmail.com or DM me at, on Twitter at Bobano, and we will send you the link for the BetCast tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time as we watch game four to see if we'll get another game in this series or uh, if Florida will finish it off in a sweep over the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So join us for the live bet, Ice Guys BetCast tonight starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Kai, great stuff. Thanks for doing this. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun. Hope you tolerated me for an hour. Appreciate it. No problem. I was entertained. I told you you would be uh, as well. <laughs> and I, I, I don't make promises I can't keep. So there you go. Great stuff. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat for our special. Oh, by the way, the Ice Guys is live Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For our special guest, Kai Cantala, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. We'll see you for the BetCast tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Mm-hmm.